Yeah, so I started doing that. I, <laughs> so when my wife, when my wife uh, actually uh, read the book to him and said mm -hmm. Prince Eric, he's like, no, 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 it's Prince Daniel. <laughs> oh, because so the Hans Christian um, Anderson version, you mean? No, it was the. Oh, Disney, Little Mermaid, Ariel, Sebastian. Oh. He, he casts himself as the hero in every story. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. And that's then, actually, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, um, when I read Green Eggs and Ham, I, uh, I read it like uh, Sam I Am as the villain because he's basically right. forcing his opinions on the other guy. Yeah. So I, I yeah. read like... Sam I am just like really angry and just forcing him to eat it. Alright. <laughs> so you're you're just like shifting the narrative in every story you read. That's that's awesome. I just think Very it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will really listen to this and catch up with this conversation. Okay. In the future. Let's see. Alright, um, we'll see. something hello no, no so, he's silent he felt silent yes. okay hi hi hello hello welcome welcome back to yin and yang the podcast um this is uh james aka young and this is dan aka yin great and we have some this is probably our biggest show yet <laughs> this is the biggest show ever the max we've ever done is uh is three people and this is like four people. This is great. This is awesome. Um, we even have snacks. We have beer. We have craft <laughs> services at my place. Um, remind me down. We should probably do like a group photo. I did a screenshot earlier, but we should do a group photo at the end. Um, but yeah, so let me introduce. So welcoming back um, Laura Cox. Yay! Yay! Who you might have known from, uh, I believe it was episode five. Um, um, I said she was a champion of the LGBTQ community, and um, yeah, she is back. Hi, Laura. Do you want to say hi again? Uh, hello. Great. Now we have exciting new guest, and uh, without further ado, it's Freya Adams. 
Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Okay, so that voice, that voice there is for, um, so just to distinguish, Laura, say hi one more time. <laughs> hi. That's, that's Laura's hi, and then Freya, do you want to say hi real quick? Hi. That's a Freya hi, so just so you all know, and then this is my voice, of course, and that's Dan's voice. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, so let's get, I mean, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we, were, we were just discussing just now, but a bunch of topics about, you know, basically whitewashing, I guess you want to call it, mm -hmm. maybe whitewashing, yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. Um, I have some notes, but we don't have to do them. I mean, a lot of them on like, on Freya's stuff. But um, uh, what I like to do is I'll do like a little intro for our guests. Um, so just just a recap, Laura is one of my classmates at um, in a master's program at CSUN, and uh, we are doing our uh, thesis semester. Laura is doing her TV uh, pilot. Uh, it's for a half-hour comedy, mm -hmm. and I'm doing my feature. Hers is a comedy. Um, I guess you don't want too much about, but let's just say it's awesome, and there's cats involved. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mm -hmm. and mine is you know just typical high school shooting script. So, um, but with Asians. So. And it's a period piece. It's a period piece. It's the '90s. Yeah. And uh -huh. you know what? I was listening to Columbine. This like it's an audio book by Dave Colin, and um, I guess and I'm trying to remember. Like I guess there were, there were cell phones back then, but. Um, flip phones. Flip phones. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was like, dang, I totally forgot. I thought because I only had a pager during that time, you know. Wait, yeah. what? What yeah. year was Columbine? Columbine was '99, uh, near the same year as the Matrix. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's when like the Nokia phones were around. Yeah, probably like 30% of teenagers had cell phones. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating chips. It's very unprofessional. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so that's so one thing that that's kind of cool is like. I mean, you can get stuck doing research, but I think these are one of the times where I'm doing research and it's like, oh, okay, maybe one of the kids has a phone. Well, at least mm -hmm. maybe my rich character, yeah. Anyways. Did they text even or no? No. I mean, their texting probably had to do like, you had to like do the numbers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would be so much slower. Yeah. Oh even my in, the, gosh. In, like the, in like 2005 when I was starting high school, that was how you, how you did it and like, only a few people texted because it was so inconvenient to huh. right to do the thing. Oh my gosh, how different! It's been so crazy. It's crazy now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So um. So I'll do a little intro from Freya. Freya is an uh, the, uh, an actor in the LA area. She moved here from New York. Yes, I did. Yeah. So she's um here and she's been uh, doing. Some pilots, I'm assuming, here and there, yeah? Yes. That's great. Awesome. She's been on The Blacklist. Uh, she's also been on uh, a, a, a little indie film that we like to call Advantageous, which I also worked on. Yay. 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 Um, it was a nominee for the, uh, it was, uh, it's been, it was a winner at Sundance for the Collaborative Vision Award. And, um, Freya has also been on such uh, films, uh, su such TV shows as The, the Blacklist, uh, The Heart, She Holler. Uh, oh my she god, you were in The Heart, She Holler? Yeah. Do you like that show? I've only seen a few episodes, but yes. It's I, a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's been in uh, a TV movie called Damages. She's been on the TV series As the World Turns. So 
Oh. We've got, you know, she she's uh, she's done her uh, she's done her some work out there. Yeah. Paid dues. Paid as the dues. Say. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that one I was watching that your demo reel, and you're doing like a was it Indian accent on that one show, with um. It's like a TV procedural, a cop procedural. Uh, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you played a rape victim, which I. Yes, those are fun. I mean, that must have been <laughs> tough, yeah. But you, but yeah. You're, what's interesting is you're multifaceted. Like you actually have like a job. I mean, you're you're oh, like yeah. a designer, I was a yeah. Designer, yeah, yeah, right. So you had like yeah. your whole backstory. So that must have yeah. been fun, at least. Rape yeah. victims are people. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. did, did you all see the, um, have you guys seen the Chappelle special yet or not yet? No. On Netflix? Mm -mm. I don't that's know, it's next. been getting, you saw you saw it, Dan? No, that's going to be next. I think I saw a thing for it though, like um, advertisement. Yeah, it, it came out, it's his new special. It is like a couple, I think it's like a year and a half, two years old. It was filmed a, a year and a half, uh, two years ago. But, um, yeah, he does a lot of rape jokes, Interest mm -hmm. so... Really? Some some people were getting giving him some flack for that. Um, huh. yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's talking about Bill Cosby. He's like, oh, okay. Like he's a hero. Like Dave Chappelle's like, look at me. I'm a young black male comedian. Of course, Bill Cosby, Cosby was my hero. You know. Right. So when he heard about the rape allegations, he's like, no. And then there's like it hit number twenty five or whatever. He's like, he maybe only did half of those. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. It's, he, he wasn't necessarily punching up. It was. He wasn't like. Yeah, it's. Um, he's commenting on he's it. He's commenting yeah. on it. Um, there are some other jokes in there that are like a little problematic that I kind of cringed at. Like uh, he, there's one about. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like uh, um, prime you too much. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so okay. Um, so Freya, one thing I asked Laura last time was like, um, just a good, okay, I, I hit some things about you. We met, we met obviously on Advantageous mm -hmm. working together. I was a co-producer and location, and, um, second uh, assistant director, and Freya plays Gwen 2.0. Um, spoiler, which is like, you know, Gwen's other ego, or not ego, uh, other- Alter ego, I Alter, guess. yeah. So, um, and then here, let me turn off my video so this doesn't kill our bandwidth. And um, so we met on there in, uh, well, we met via Google Hangouts first, actually. Yeah, that was the first Because, <laughs> like, I, I forget, I think Jen, went, like, we were all, like, getting familiar with each other. Mm -hmm. And then Jen just uh, had a, like, meet, a virtual meet and greet. And then from there, um, we met in New York. Um, that was crazy. It was like 16 days, 16 to 18 days with like two days off of like a, for a feature film, which yeah. is like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we met on Advantageous and then, uh, kept in touch here and there. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you told me like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm coming to LA. I'm like, oh, cool. We got to hang out. And I think we had, yeah, we had lunch in, uh, Santa Monica. So that was cool. Um, but since then... Yeah, I don't know. What's been going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got here, I settled, been auditioning, and um, been in acting class, and um, yeah, just been basically learning the land out here, mm -hmm. seeing how it's like really different from New York. Yeah. Um, 
it's just really different from New York. Just the scene and the people. And I've um, been thinking about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, and just basically getting adjusted. I guess, what is it, like March? I came out in November. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get um, a gist of how, because I feel like New York is really theater and film driven, mm-hmm. while here it's really film and television driven. For sure, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm just, a lot of it is just a huge learning curve for me business wise, mm-hmm. and just really understanding um, how I fit the best, where I, um, where my services um, really play out the best Mm. and where I can have the most fun and bring the most fun and just have like be of most value, you know? Did you grow up on the East Coast? No, I grew up in Illinois. Illinois, okay. Cool. And in... Were you the only family of color in that area, or there was other there people? There was, like, a Greek family. Okay. <laughs> and, like, everybody was, like, Dutch or, like, Swedish. Okay. Um, but, yeah, just, like, us, hmm. pretty much. Yeah. It was, very, um, it was a very Christian town, Wheaton, Illinois. Wilton, Wilton, Wheaton Illinois. Bible College is there. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So... And- and just um, so, uh, as far right as right outside you, of Chicago, right outside of Chicago, and then uh, what's what's your family's background, if I may ask? You? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, um, Indian, um, okay. and Persian, mm-hmm. and a bit of Afghani. Okay. Yeah. And then you speak English at home, or English, Urdu. I mean, mostly English. Okay. My parents speak Urdu, a little bit of Persian, but um, and amongst themselves, like that's what they speak. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, in our house, like, the main focus was English, okay. I think. You know, I think growing up, I spoke Urdu and Hindi and Persian. But then when school started, like, mm. as a kid, like, once I started going to school, like, it. I mean, I just spoke English. Ah. We do have a language corner, so... <laughs> Keep in mind, maybe some. Uh, do you remember any word? So, do you still speak any Urdu or uh, a little bit? Okay, think of yeah. If you have an Urdu phrase, that'd be cool. We can share it at the end. Uh, and then you got your port- maybe Portuguese or yeah, Laura. Yeah. That. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now, growing up in Illinois, and then you moved to when did you when did you make the move to New York? Uh, right after college for graduate school. Ah. And you, in graduate school, your undergrad was in was in writing or yeah, creative writing. Oh, great. University of Wisconsin. Mm. And then your grad school was in acting. Yeah. Cool. Was that NYU or no Pace University? Pace University. How'd you like the program there? I liked it. It was challenging. It was really hard. It was like a repertory mm. like type of situation. It was like um, we started out with a hundred, and like we had actors, directors, writers. And then, um, like, 100 total. And by the third year, it was, like, 60, maybe 50 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, in the last year, we put on a bunch of plays mm. that some were, like, legit, like, plays. Yeah. Um, and then some were written by the playwrights. Mm. All were directed by our directors, and all were acted by all of us. 
and then we just put them on like a rep. Oh, cool. And so we had that experience, you know, but it was, it was really tough. And so in the first year we all took everybody else's course load, like, like, you know, um, like all the actors took directing classes okay. and like that, you know, and then we specialized mm. in that way. So you get like the whole big picture first and then mm -hmm. specialize in what your focus yeah, is. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So in a way it was like really good training for, I think, going into the world of television in a ah, way okay. to see how, if you were to go into like a one hour sitcom or even like film independent or whatever, just to understand like, okay, um, these are the writers, these are the producers, these are the da da da, this is this, you know, mm. like everybody's piece in the puzzle type of thing. Because as an actor, you're just like a cog. You know? Do you know <laughs> okay, what I, mean? I know what you mean, yeah. So I... it's yeah. like you're just one part of the machine, mm. you know? I mean, I did acting before, like at UC San Diego as my undergrad, and um, and actually Dan's wife, she teaches there now. She was a okay. she was an MFA graduate. Um, Where would he go? Uh, yeah, Dan, you, you want to talk about Jen, uh, your your wife real quick? Sure. She um she went to Tisch for her undergrad, got her BFA oh, cool. there, and then she went to UCSD and got her MFA there. So now she's back. And I actually met Dan's wife uh, at the theater program at UC San Diego. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we put on the first Asian American um, uh, theater uh, festival. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually she got married and, that, and to Dan. And I met Dan at like a screening. And then that was cool. I mean, nice. and then Dan and I really clicked. So that's, that's why we're here doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to ask? So from New York... So you said like the transition, so you're saying New York is more theater film. Yeah. With theater coming first. Yeah, oh, I yeah. feel like, um, A, uh, yeah, I mean, in graduate school, I felt like there were A, a lot of international students, mm. you know, so I experienced that. Okay. And a lot of people were just a lot more exposed to a lot of literature. And then I had a creative writing background too. Right, so, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so that, so what I'm experiencing now is, A, it's just very competitive here. You know, like okay. in my acting class, for example, um, I'm, I'm up with students who were like professional ballerinas or guys who are these like gymnasts and they're like in their early 20s and they're just these incredible actors right you know out of nowhere like so they're on top of being like really physically they just they just got <laughs> injured and they're like from russia and now, <laughs> and now they're like and you go up there and you're like and they're just brilliant actors and they just got this work ethic and they speak six languages oh my god you know you know what i mean and i'm yeah, like sitting yeah. there in acting class like oh you know, like, and I'm like in LA, you know, I'm like, what? Like, I just uh, never seen anything like that in my life, you know? This was in no, New York? Or? No, in LA. This is LA, okay. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, it's just like a very different, um, like, it's an anomaly, you know? Uh, but but it's also like, um, it's uh, it's like a different type of intelligence. It's like, uh, um, 
because here it's like it's almost like a factory it's like a machine here okay because it's the television and the film sort of industry well like i feel like in new york it's like rehearsal and process and like it's just mm. a lot um it's the they like really mine for yeah. the art and they really value um the legacy and the craft of the art they really respect um the teachers and the craft and um you know, like it, it, it has weight who you studied with or something, oh. you know? Oh, were you with, uh, you know, Stella Adler or like Uda Hagen? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's just a different like um, culture. That's all. That's just what I'm learning here. And I mean, maybe if you talk to me a year from now, I yeah. might say something different. I mean, I like it. I yeah. like it. I feel. It's very sunny here. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm excited with the teachers that I'm studying with here and like the the things that I'm learning here and you know the pace that feels different and but I mean it's it's definitely different mm. you know whereas here is like if I yeah. feel like they just respect or um they just pay attention to different things here mm. so it's not so much about your training more about like what have you done maybe or like what can you do what can you bring to the table? What can you bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, like Laura, you're mm-hmm. you're you're at an internship now, so you're. Yeah. I mean, you've been on a couple internships, right? Yeah. Um, and have you been in the room when they interview actors or writers or anything like that? Um, or? I've I've been in the room on a few auditions, and it's. I mean, it's probably similar for films in New York, where it's it's like, a, um a very quick process and very little room for um mistakes i I mean (laughs) you can probably speak more to this than i can but yeah i think that like just hearing the way that executives speak about people literally in terms of the value that they can bring to a feature like i've been hearing the executives talk about this upcoming feature and they're trying to cast the female lead and it's like they have a list of people in like order of value Um, Ah. and it's crazy like it's 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 it partly like what will this person be able to um you know make this part good but it's also it's mostly this other thing of like we've assigned this value to this person and we want that attached to this product so it's like films yeah. as products, people as products. Yeah. 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 And then that, Which that, I hate. <laughs> that actually goes back to our original conversation that we were having offline of yeah. people or movies casting non, or people of, not casting people of color because they're not going to have that draw or that, that association with money for that film. That's called, that's bullshit though. I mean. <laughs> no, but, no, but you know what that, that, you know what that is? That's because... We're, as minorities, not um, being good consumers, I think. You think so? Okay. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, when, like, one of my girlfriends, she's black, Mm. and she was telling me about, like, how, you know, her parent, her mom, like, when she was growing up, like, made a point to, like, buy her black Barbie dolls. Mm -hmm. Like, they never kept white Barbie dolls in the home and da-da-da, and, like, how... Like, that's rare. Like It changes the kid's perception, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. rare. Like, most black girls, like, in New York growing mm-hmm. up, like, like, and that was, like, 
a trip like they had to go all like to so many different toys R Us's and like look at just like, to find, find a black all wow. these like well black cabbage patch dolls or something but it was hard to find like in like the early 90s or something like that like it was just a very hard thing to go out of your way and do that but it's like I think Asians are lazier in that way than like other cultures to be like no like this is what we want i th i think i read the article because we spend yeah. a lot of money i'm we, not saying uh, that we need to be like activists or whatever but right. like like they would listen to us because we're like a high economic mm -hmm. um like class like we're an educated class in this country do you know what i mean uh like for most of the east asians some of the south um from the south southeast asians like the Hmong or um uh, there, some of those groups are still struggling economically, mm -hmm. but as a, if you lump all Asians together as an aggregate yeah, group, they don't make we're a like, big part of the population, though, do they? Um, I have sure. to look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah. but as an aggregate group, you're right. Uh, Asians have one of the highest purchasing powers for minority groups, and like, mm -hmm. and business owners. Yeah, business owners, entrepreneurs, like um, especially like South Asians in Silicon Valley. Uh, because, so, I mean, as yeah. actresses, I mean, I can only, we don't even have any. Uh, as uh, like, South Asian? No, not even yeah. South, like regular Asian. Like, mm. I mean, you have a few and okay. male, right? Right. Yeah. We don't have any, what exactly? Uh, actors? Asian, Asian actors and actresses, we really uh, don't have any. I'm trying well, to think. Well, we have Wen, them, Jung but Chen. yeah. Who's no, awesome. but I mean, Who? that are like Who? regularly Sandra casted. Sandra, in... yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sandra oh, I, Grey's uh, Anatomy. She's, I saw her um, in a, Sideways. like, perform in a podcast, and um, she was, she was great. The, with the, uh, Anne H was there. Oh, shit. And, because they were in a movie together called Catfight. Okay. And it, it was um, Doug Benson's podcast. Okay. Doug Loves Movies. And Anne Heche and the director of the movie were both kicked off stage within 20 minutes. And Sandra <laughs> Oh, like, it's a crazy, it was crazy. I okay, I'll yeah. check that out. Anyway, yeah. that's a whole tangent. But Sandra yeah. seems like a really lovely person. I, I think, uh, sorry, Dan, did you, were you going to make a point? <laughs> yeah, I, I think once someone is established in some way, that person becomes Asian, de, de facto Asian person for all shows and all movies. Yeah. But, but you know what? Those people, like everyone that you guys just named, yeah. they're also like in their 40s, 50s. Yeah, there's may not win, have, yeah. We don't even yeah. have anybody like well, Jamie Chung. That's it. Uh, but she's in her... They're all in their 30s, yeah. Like, we don't you. even have... Yeah, he's in his 30s, but yeah, I but mean... we don't have anybody up and coming. Like, no. like, where's the, where, do we even have anyone on the Disney Channel? Huh? Well, yes, we, actually, uh, yeah, the, there's um, a new show. Um, go say it, say it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, what's it called? Ali it's, Mack? Uh, Ali Mack, yeah, uh, uh, half-Asian yeah. uh, parent, yeah, I mean, half-Asian, uh, yeah. biracial main character, correct? Yeah, there was that she girl was from... my, my old improv coach, sorry. Yeah. yeah, there was a girl from Wizards of Waverly Place who was in that really crappy Seth MacFarlane TV show that got canceled. Okay. okay, that's good. I, I, I'm okay. happy now. I think um, so, <laughs> it should be. That's not enough. I, that's not enough. So I mean, uh, looking at the numbers, we're still underrepresented by population. So Asians make mm -hmm. up about six percent of the population, which is kind of crazy because Italian Americans also make up a similar amount mm -hmm. of the population. Uh, 
but they have you know an, an Alan Wayne, uh, Alan Yang from um, uh, Master of None. He he made the point during his acceptance speech. Um, I forget which award it was, but he was saying that you know the Italian Americans they have the Sopranos. Um, they have, I mean, they have The Godfather, all these great movies. And They've also been films. in the States for longer, though. Uh, Asian American? No, that's true. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the ignorant statement I've ever said in my life. Wow. No, China, that like, was really the, bad No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, no, you know, there's a reason. I mean, do you want me? I can I, I can go Asian. I can do Asian American Studies one-on-one real quick. So, <laughs> real quick. So, um, Asian Americans have been in the country for about 150 plus years or yeah. so. Now, if you want to talk about the Chinese explorers that came here a thousand years, be sure that's up to contention based on um, fossil remains or whatever. And you can make the argument that maybe S, um, Native Americans may have came from the Asiatic region. Right. Okay, so let's not go that far back. But as far as good records are concerned, there are the Chinese railroad workers from the 1849s because of the 49ers coming here for the gold rush. A lot of them coming from the southern Chinese region. Um, however, as far as major influx of immigration, because of the Chinese Exclusion Act in the late 1880s, there was a blockade on a specific race. That was the only, prior to the Muslim ban today, um, there were, that was the only uh, immigrate, racist immigration policy uh, yeah. excluding a specific mm -hmm. peoples. And then that was eventually rescinded back in, in 1952 with the... McLaren something, McLaren Walter uh, Act, and so the um, I mean there there were some revisions to it, and then McLaren Walter actually kind of opened up the floodgates a little bit more, because basically the U.S. wanted to compete with Russia during the Cold War, and how do they compete? Get a bunch of smart Asians into the country to help and scientists, and then um, and then, which is kind of funny because then eventually then sometimes they would say, oh wait you're stealing secrets. But anyways, that's another conversation. Now we're kicking so, them all out. <laughs> what's up? Now we're kicking them all out. Yeah, and then and now we have the and then we have the Muslim ban now. Which I mean, is, the yeah. thing that's really frustrating, I'll say, as an actor, is um, I mean, for me as an actor, the desire is to be able to portray characters, um, or to be able to be um, to be able to be competitive by my skill set. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. like I want to be able to be seen for my skill set, you know, and be just as good and to be able to um, compete fairly, like none of this affirmative action shit, like better, you know what I mean? Like, just like, give me a chance, like, and um, like, if, if the character's empathetic, like, let me go for empathetic, like just, you know, I understand like we have a look or, you know, and the camera, whatever, but... I do feel, you know, and when you just mentioned the Asian ban or whatever, yeah, like, yeah. there is something that I do come across where it's like, it is, I'm scared to say this and cut this out if this does get me in trouble or no, whatever. No, that's fine, yeah. But, um, I'll have a waiver. Yeah, there, there, is like a subtle, there is like a subtle form of racism in a sense where it's like... Subtle, I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. it's like... I mean, you know, I'll get the feedback where it's like, she was great, but she's just not what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had a, a character I went in for where the character was, um, the girl was from the Midwest. Okay. You know, so my agent submitted me. Yeah, you're from the Midwest. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I nailed it. It was, I nailed it. And they loved it. And then when I saw who got the part, mm -hmm. she was, she looked just like me, super cute. Okay. Like, 
round face, mm. but she was white, oh. like white. Yeah. And I, I got it because she you understood, was, you mean. She oh. was more empathetic. Like, she was easier to be empathetic than someone who looked like me. For middle America. I get it because I grew up there. I grew up there. Do you understand? Yeah, but It'd you are... Easy... Mm. No, but I grew up there. Okay. I get it. Okay. It'd be easier for, like, Joe Kaharski to be able <laughs> to understand that she was, she was the heroine. Because they can't... When they want me to come in and play the cop, do you get it? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I am I cry, it makes people uncomfortable. She can cry, and they empathize with her. Do you understand? It's a different, it's it's a different, I, like... Yeah. Laura has, she, Laura's no, going to respond. She's, like, about no, to explode I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead. But it's, some, it's a subtle thing. It's, like, as ethnic women especially, mm -hmm. we're not allowed to be, um, we're not allowed to have emotions. Mm -hmm. As much as white women on television are, yeah. so, so, I feel. So you're making, okay, are you just... Well, this is what I'm noticing so far my first season of pilot season yeah. um, in, in auditions. Yeah. Okay. And now, I hope I'm not blacklisted. No, no, so you're, you're making, <laughs> are you making a, you're playing devil's advocate of their thought I'm process? Wondering, I'm wondering if I have to book a job, if I just have to get harder huh. <laughs> because of the way that I look, you know, because this is what I'm noticing. Mm -hmm. um, the girls that look like me and that are working... Yeah. And the girls that are Asian, um, they're all holding guns on television. <laughs> all right, Laura, you know please respond. Please respond, Laura. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like that is that's a re that's really interesting. I I I didn't know that that was like I knew that there were so many implicit biases, but I didn't know that that was one of them. That's that's interesting. But I feel like. Um, I mean, we're automatically exoticized. Yeah, yeah. And sexualized. And yeah, yeah. I, but I you know? don't... I feel like um, the people who are... The mostly white men who are in charge of, you know, writing and producing these series might... Oh, there's... Uh, they're women, too. I mean, it's yeah. even minority women. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, it's like... They're playing into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, but that's an assumption like that yeah. I don't think is true. I don't think it's true that people don't have the capacity to empathize with people of color on screen. I don't, I think that, I mean, the, there's this article about how, like, the, there's this trend that di movies that feature diversity and TV shows that feature diversity are actually more popular. Right, they make more money. They I make more money than features and TV shows that don't because have diversity. people of diversity go out and see those movies. Yes, but so do white people. Mm. And but so I think that like despite basically I think that the evidence does not support the fact the idea that um, you know casting I think more so white people, people in like cities like New York and LA but not so in Middle yeah. America. Well, fuck. fuck well, <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones who elected us. I'm just speaking realistically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trump yeah. won. So, okay. Yeah. Now, all right, all right. So chicken. So Dan and I had, had this conversation before. Okay, chicken and egg, right? Okay, so you're saying, oh, it's because maybe they cannot empathize, but maybe if they did see you, mm -hmm. like if they did see you, and like, whoa, she, that's the dream. I she, mean, that's she why can I get that Midwest. That. I don't know yeah. if they have a I mean, Midwest that's why accent. I'm in the game, yeah, you know. Because guess what? You you are from the Midwest, and mm -hmm. you are. There are people who grew up around you. It's like, wait, I don't see my neighbor on the screen or whatever, you know, or like there's. 
like you grew up um, in this area, right? Yeah. It's a lot. You have a lot of probably I'm guessing Filipino Hispanic yeah. uh, classmates. Yeah, it's like wait, where are my classmates on screen, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think there is a belief that maybe oh, you know, because this person on screen is is white, they'll sell more. But I think based on what yeah, I've read that article yeah. or I've read versions of that article, like. I think the numbers are saying otherwise, especially with yeah. like Straight Out of Compton, um, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, Hidden Figures was huge. Hidden Figures was huge. And nobody's talking about it. <laughs> Hidden yeah. Figures, like it beat yeah. like La La Land, I think, with box office or oh, something. Oh, like, yeah, by yeah, a lot. And uh, well, Fast we can, and Furious, you got to think about it globally. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about um, international. Yeah. And guess what? Like a lot of films, if you look on like boxofficemojo.com most films like make more money internationally so like yeah i think people have to gear the yeah. the, the story yeah. or the or the casting towards yeah. and that's, markets. that's yeah. what's so weird about the whitewashing that happens in ghost in the shell and movies like that because there is an audience in in asia for that movie and yeah. they can capitalize that on that if they actually cast asian american or asian Mm. Did, you, did you guys see that like short film someone made like it's like a, yeah. a little girl a little asian girl she's like looking for a um com she's in the comic book store she's looking for uh, a comic that looks of a character that looks like her and she can't find it until she finds ghost in the shell and then you see her years later spoiler and she sees a poster of scarlett johansson and she's like sad again like the kid uh who who f first didn't find it but she found it and then gets taken away from her again, right? Mm. So, I mean... I mean, Viola Davis speaks about it very eloquently in an interview. Um, you know, just about just how being like a dark-skinned black woman has mm. um, shaped her career a certain way. Yeah. You know? And like, now... Okay, going back to your the comment about affirmative action, I might, I might do some pushback, actually. Oh, I sure. think... I think affirmative action is fine, actually. As an actor, um, or in in, in like in school, like I uh, because so there's some like so Aristotle talks about like um, recorrecting, right? So like if you're shooting an arrow and the, you keep shooting off to the left a little bit, right? So so I, I don't do archery, but I do martial arts. So like mm -hmm. if I so if I have to like strike, maybe I have to focus my energy maybe a little bit to the right, and then I'll actually hit the target. So I think affirmative action is that sort of form of correction for like all the, because of the Chinese Exclusion Act, because of um, segregation in the South, because of, you know, um, uh, you know, violence against uh, Mexican workers, they had to have Cesar Chavez to help get the unions, right? So because of all these systems against minorities, I think there has to be a certain correction or yeah, re a, I a form of reparations, not monetary sometimes, but more like systemic maybe? No, no, I, mean, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, I hear you in that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I that's why you. they have diver like CBS diversity programs or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they have diversity programs. But they have to be done in such a way where people actually get work, not just so that, you know, um, people are, you know, because a lot of times what they'll do is like, you know, people just go in and audition and, so that they'll say like, oh, we're getting them in, but then they're not getting jobs. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, oh, I'm hitting my diversity quota. Yeah. And you're off. 
Right. And there's no like mentorship after that, huh? No, or they're not like. Do you I know mean, what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Like, the 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 results aren't happening. Yeah. That do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So they can say like, yeah, we got a bunch of people on tape. On this program or whatever, yeah. Not on this program, just on tape, but oh. the tapes never even go. Yeah. To get watched by the. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like we'll say that we're doing race. We're calling ra- race them in. Bland, blind. We're seeing more. Casting, so like they say, submit all ethnicities. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So it looks good on paper, but nobody's time is wasted and nobody's spending more money on it. Huh. I'm sure it's happening in all companies, you know? Oh my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble. (laughs) No, no, no. I I think what you're saying is correct. You're just like interviewing. It's like a a job. You're just interviewing. We're interviewing enough Asian Americans or people of color. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, we didn't give it to that person. What you, affirmative action, um, a more effective way would be that if the role was actually meant and like a, there's a quota for a role for a person of color so things like some somebody is in a supporting role that person has to be a person who's hispanic or a person who's african-american or a person who's a minority of some sort it doesn't have to be a a, a, a role specific to a color like it could be like a, a leading person or a co-star and that that could be written for anybody, and it should that that role should be given to someone of color. You know, in the end of the day, though, what's interesting is though, like, people like to work with people whom they're comfortable with, you know. And it's like I've had these conversations, like, like with white people, like with white dudes, where they're like, well, because this is I've, I've grown up in Wheaton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they've been like, well, if you came to this country, you should learn how to be like us and da 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 da, da right? Whoa. Oh yeah, you guys are in California, very spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, because they have this idea that you know uh, we should give up our whole culture. Like it's offensive. Like they're offended by you know my mom and her sister talking another language in front of them oh god like because it's about them or something like, you know what i mean like that sort of thing like it's like we should uh completely accommodate to them or like but like you know what i mean it's like this sort of american idea um it's just like an american sort of idea that the rest of the world doesn't have i feel at times that we should cater to them in a sense, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, um, I think it's sort of that thing, like even so when I apply for these jobs that I have to understand that like, you know, they're just going to want to do what's comfortable for them, you know? Like, y- you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but... Like I have to accept this. Like if I'm going to be interviewing for their job, they have a right to hire whom they're comfortable with. And they just might not be comfortable with me. I don't think that's... Mm. The, if you think about it, you're actually in a better place than an Asian or a person of color, a male. Because as uh, an Asian female or a person of color who's a female, you're probably going to get more accepted. And you're going to play opposite a white person, a white I've man. Heard, I've, I've heard that before. Not only just as actor, but just in life. Yeah. Like Asian males <laughs> have it. Like, I've just heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. And unless you're like a gay Asian male, it seems like gay Asian males mm. 
can get rolls for some reason. Because they're not uh, threatening. Oh, or... Rolls? Rolls or boyfriends? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, Are you thinking I guess... like Getty Watanabe and Bibi Wong? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like roles on TV or film. It seems like a lot of them, like for Mr. Robot, I mean, spoiler, I'm going to talk about Mr. Robot real quick. Um, yeah, B.D. Wong plays like, you know, well, really a feminine character. The same and, like, way Asian women are masculinized, Asian men are feminized. Um, well, Asian women... It's, a, it's disrespect. It's shaming. It's shaming. Yeah. Done. That's it. We're not allowed to express our humanness. It's that lack of empathy thing. We're not, you know, because it's like... You know, it's like, you know, that's reserved for the white lead. <laughs> um, have you guys heard of like, I guess there's some problematic things. Okay, so we can go through, there's a whole list of problematic things as far as race happening in Hollywood now. I mean, you guys hear about Mulan? What about or, it? So, so they actually, they're going to cast, uh, you know, an Asian or um, Asian leads for Mulan. But like... Um, I guess the director is saying like it's gonna be this. She's a she's a white female, um, and she's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's like this. There's good, there's no music in it, so it's not a musical. So some people are angry about that, and it's gonna be like this kung fu extravaganza or something like that. And the way it's she mentions what her direction for the film is like. Um, I don't know. It seems like a little bit exoticize okay it's exoticizing asian culture but i don't know if it's really getting to the heart of the story, the story which is like oh like Beautiful. A, yeah mulan <laughs> is like spoiler mulan <laughs> takes up the uh the mantle of her father and fights as a man so that her father doesn't have to right um and i don't know uh we'll see it's it hasn't been they haven't gotten to production yet but I'm hopeful. It's live action. Like it's, it's gonna be a live action. Yeah. Kind of like Beauty so, and the Beast. Yeah. Except no. No music, music though. Wait. So weird. are you saying they're having um, Caucasian people? Play? No, no. They're actually gonna have Asian people. Well, okay. at one point, at one point, they were gonna cast a, a male lead as the hero and right, like marginalize Mulan's role in the whole film. Oh, oh God. But there, I think there was an uproar about that, yeah. and they chose not to. Yeah. But that's kind of ridiculous. Like that. Like, did anyone watch Great? So we talked about them in the live po- last podcast. But did anyone watch Great Wall or? No. Um, no. Fuck no. No. Yeah. You, you know what's about, about Trump's wall? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, could, that it might has as well yet been. To be released. Um, yeah. Well, um, that, is, yeah. Think about this, right? Like, my friend brought the, brought up this point. Asians are just as guilty of doing all this crap because. It was an Asian production that made Great Wall and, and that brought in a white savior. But, right. And if you look at Dragon Ball Revolution or Evolution, oh God. that was Stop. also directed by a Chinese guy. Yeah. And the creator of the, the car, of the manga was also a producer. Really? Yeah. Now, I wonder how much like they were at the, the end of a gun, you know? Like, and not maybe not literally, but like if they were like, hey... This is what all my expert market like. Here's my room of market experts. They say you should cast a white person. You should listen to them. I wonder, you know, I wonder about that sometimes. Yeah. Um, now, see, then yeah. this is why I go back to the Samuel Jackson comment about Get Out and okay, what what is that? Yeah. Daniel. 
I mean, not Daniel, but the British black actor had to say in response to that. Samuel Jackson said something of the fact like, oh, look at all these British black actors who are taking our parts. Oh, and interesting. The, and the British guy, black guy was like, you know, I'm a dark skinned black man in Britain. Yeah. And it is, it, you know, it's insulting that, you know, like, I've gone through this, I've gone through that, da-da-da-da, all in Britain. Like, he named all these instances that he had gone through yeah. um, that dealt with racism. And um, and despite the fact that, like, when I stand in the room, I'm, I'm 100 times out of, 10 times out of 10, I am the darkest skinned man in the room. Yeah. You know, that when I come to America, like, just because I'm British, mm. all of a sudden I'm not black. You know, and he was like, he, and he was like um, the fact that I have to like, you know, go through all these traumatic instances in yeah. my life to justify the fact that I'm black is insulting, you know. And mm -hmm. he's like, um, he's a dark black dude, the main character. He's from African, Get, yeah. You yeah. know, like, and in Britain, and yeah. like, there's been so many instances, and then it's like. And I think about that because I've played Native American, I've played Indian, I've played um, French, and I've played um, just classic American. I've played like so many different ethnicities. I played Filipino, I've played Asian, I've played Hispanic, and it's like, you know, I, 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 I person the way that I think about it, it's like I play human. And then mm. other people project what they need to on me, you know? So it's like the race thing, like all these things, time, period, da-da-da, like that's really just projection. That's mm. like identity. But like my thing is like I work on the soul of an, a human and it's like so that that I can I can really relate to like what, this actor had to say in response mm. to Samuel Jackson, you know? Right, because it's, you're playing the, okay, so you're playing the essence of the person first. That's that's yeah. your, as an actor, you're trying to get the truth of a character right. that connects to you personally. So it's like a shame, shame that you may have felt, like whether you were like a woman or you were black or were you were abused as a child or you're whatever, like yeah. a, as an actor, your craft is to use whatever instance, and you can apply that to whatever, if that's your technique. There's so many different techniques. Sure, sure. But the thing is, like, you know, if you're a smart actor, you apply it however you do. That's like a hidden, that's a secret. The audience just projects their shit, you know, onto mm. you. And if it's race, if it's this, if it's that, you know, I mean, I just feel like... I don't know, like Samuel Jackson's comment that like he's a British black man that doesn't make him qualified to play this character because he's not an American black man. Mm. That just that does negate like his experience. Um, I mean, okay, do you know so, what I mean? Well, mm -hmm. to play devil's advocate, I'll play devil's advocate okay, okay, real quick. It. Like um, uh, Selma was played by British Martin Luther King was played by a British black actor, and oh, and Force uh, Force Awakens the main the main black actor is a British black actor. Um, which is, I mean, so I'm, I'm just saying like, there seems to be a trend of British black actors playing, uh, major film roles with American accents. And I'm just, I'm just curious about it. Cause I wonder, and I, I'm, I wonder, does it go the other way? Like do American black actors go to Britain and play 
British black roles or no yeah yeah but I mean like but maybe because they're qualified or they have the right relationships or they have like but I mean because those are like I mean those those are heavy roles yeah and they they bring they bring it like I'm not saying like I think they're totally qualified I mean like it's like you you got to be qualified hmm I mean the problem is is that I feel like in the states yeah we just don't have the roles written for Asians. Like Pakistani dramas, right? Okay. I'm telling you, the roles for women in Pakistani dramas, amazing, and so many. Oh. Because the advertisers are like women. Okay. So the directors are women, and the writers are women. Believe it or not, people probably don't believe it, but the <laughs> media is run by women in Pakistan. Wow. And so That's like, if you watch them, the men are like supporting roles. That's counter to American, uh, the oh, way yeah. American presents totally. Pakistan. They, totally. They, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. And the industry is huge. Like they film in Dubai and here and da 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 da. Uh-huh. And so like, it's like crazy because like the men are like these little supporting roles. Huh. And the women, they, these arcs are huge. It's like Shakespeare, you know, okay. like you got these women playing like this one serial is about like these women who are cops and like okay. they got like marriages they got this they deal with judges mm. and da 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 it's like crazy mm. it's beautiful and these little bailiffs men little supporting <laughs> right, you know, right, right. giving them tea and stuff it's yeah. crazy you know but I mean the women it's like this is their media I wonder about that um, have you thought as like an actor have you thought about you know what America's just not cutting it Absolutely. I want to I go abroad or something. Absolutely, because yeah. the role, I mean, when I think about the roles here, but yeah. when I see that, yeah. You're but totally I, down, yeah. Yeah, but then, I mean, I don't speak the language as well uh. as I should. And <laughs> I'm just like, I, maybe I should learn it. But, but that's what I mean. I mean, like, if we had roles written for us Asians, like, I guess black people have written here. Yeah. You know, maybe we'd be talking differently, you know? And I think right, I, Dan. Right, yeah. Dan. And I think <laughs> that's where James and Laura. That's where, that's where yes. Young comes in. Yeah, yeah, Young James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, Laura. Laura. Yeah, I mean, Laura's writing. I know you're right. One of your characters is Vietnamese American. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. So, she doesn't have a gun, right? <laughs> she, I think uh, she does actually. No, she doesn't have a gun. She oh. uses her her she powers. Has powers. She yeah. has swords instead, right? <laughs> but she's not a heart. She's not a heart. She's a very um, empathetic. Okay, uh, okay. Character. empathetic yeah. character. That's good. Um, that's interesting because, like Laura, you you are a minority as well, but you you can pass as white, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How how's I don't know. That's a really racist question, but how's that? I mean, <laughs> it's like a superpower. Is, is that like? <laughs> it's really. Because <laughs> like it is like a superpower. Because like okay, this is okay. Yeah. Tell me if this hypothesis is true. Yeah. Like you'll be in a group of a bunch of white people. You'll be talking, and then they start saying something offensive, and they'll be like, "Hey, Laura, you know what I mean, right? These Mexicans, right? <laughs> or these 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 these, these South Americans, these right? And, and then you'll be like." These Portuguese. Uh, yeah, and then you'll be like, uh, you know, I'm 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 half Brazilian, you know, or like, does yeah. that has that ever happened or? Um, I don't, uh, not in recent memory because I carefully curate the people I hang out with. Oh, like tend, your Instagram, yeah, yeah, great. I tend not to hang out with uh, white racist people. Ah. Um, but like, I do feel. I mean, I feel really weird about claiming that I'm a 
person of color because like in in brazil it's it's weird because like there are a lot of assumptions that americans make out about brazil that Mm -hmm. like it's super violent super violent super party yeah like all the the men are like womanizers blah 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 um so i definitely think that in that sense culturally like i have this stake in like a minority culture but i in brazil my the my grandma is brazilian she's she has some indigenous culture or oh, cool. indigenous um heritage um but like my my aunts and uncles are white they're perceived as white in brazil in brazil but they speak portuguese or... they speak yeah no no they're brazilian but they're but they're like because like here brazil is like there are you know asian brazilians there are um, the cheetah, yeah, yeah there <laughs> there are african brazilians there yeah. there's like a ton of different ethnicities and races and it's a like, multicultural like, place it's yeah. a multicultural place and um like white supremacy is a really big deal there right now there's a lot of racial violence oh wow um so like claiming that i'm a person of color considering the context of that is i i don't know how i feel about it oh that's interesting because cause you're like a, you're a white brazilian yeah i mean like <laughs> of course i have like my i have like the this indigenous heritage but it's like so many That'd be like saying Gener- you're Native American. Generations ago. That's like white people who are like, well, I'm a, like one-eighth <laughs> Cherokee. Uh-huh. Yeah, like That's it's, what it's like. It's like I have the power. Do you get it? I get yeah. it, yeah. I, I, it's like, well, can you, if you're one-eighth, I, I think you can still claim get reservation. Get a scholarship. Right? Yeah, yeah. Did you get a scholarship in college? I, I did. I said, I, you know, this, I'm like Latina. But I... <gasps> <laughs> but it, I mean, I am. I, like I you am. are, but wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, you're wait. Right. Are you, you are. first generation? My mom. Yeah. Like, were you born here? I was born here. Yeah. But your but mom, I, parents aren't. My mom was so. My dad is American. He's, okay. He yeah. My mom was born in Brazil. Oh, she's first generation. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're second you're second first generation. generation born here, but you're second generation American. She oh, yeah, a scholarship. You, yeah, you can get. I mean, I, you no. I I, I just. <laughs> but she could also be Native American, so she get double scholarship. <laughs> from right. from yeah. the dad Native side, Bra- maybe yeah. No, 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 definitely no, not. From the oh, mom side, from because indigenous. indigenous Brazilian. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's okay. like so in Brazil, like there's much less like. Um. So a lot. I don't know. It's more of a of a melting pot in that like. There are words for like different shades of everything, and there's less <laughs> less attention. Latte. Yeah, there's like less attention paid to. Oh, I'm like one eighth native. It's like it's all kind of like you based on skin tone as opposed to. She got the latte scholarship. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? You know what, Laura? Yeah, you can get that scholarship. I'm sorry. I I, sorry. I, I no, 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 no. You're right. You should have like, got that scholarship. You got that scholarship. Yeah. I know it was more of a grant. Um, <laughs> um, it's just a complicated thing, um, because it's at, at, at the same time, like Brazil is, uh, there are a lot of, there's people talk shit about Brazil and I feel a stake in that. And I, 
Mm. You know, it, Brazil is in a really terrible place right now. As far as it race is? relations, right? It, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Economically. Economically, yeah. The president, um, who was their their first female president, was impeached. Oh. And this, so was like, it in the South Korea too? This right wing. This right wing president took over, and when was this? Um, like two years ago now. Wow. Oh, wow. And okay. so the, the econ- economy is tanking. There's a ton of gang violence. Oh, geez. And especially in the city where my family is, there's like, um, the state can't pay the police. So the police <laughs> have, have got, yeah, it's a mess. Like, so it's a military state almost. Well, no, not yet. But the thing is that it was a mil- military state in the 70s, like yeah. when my mom was growing mm. up. Uh. Um, and so there's this huge fear that that's going to happen again because yeah. it was terrible. Um, hmm. But yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, right now Brazil is not the safest place to go. But at mm. the same time, it's like America isn't the safest place to go no, right it's now. Not, so yeah. it's like... I mean, Com- people are, this guy carrying a sword to go to New oh my York God, yeah. to stab black men. You what guys happened? hear about this? Yeah. I, um, this, this white guy who's been harboring hatred towards black men for like a long time, he specifically got a sword and went to New York to stab black when people. When was this? This was just like a couple of days ago. Yeah. I heard, oh my God. Yeah. And did, he, did anybody get hurt? He killed he one killed man. man yeah. Yeah. He killed a man who was like searching the garbage for something, and uh, and then he stabbed him in the back a couple times. And uh, the in guy in broad daylight. In broad, oh really? It was in, I thought it was at night. Okay, he's in oh, broad daylight. Oh, maybe I made that up. I don't know. Just to be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, one of my girlfriends told me that um, the atmosphere in New York is very scary right now. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, he was bleeding and then he went to he, he got to a hospital so he's actually sick he's actually he survived the attack but then he he short he died shortly after oh, God. and then 24 and then like so the police got put out a report and then when when the guy saw when the attacker saw the report he turned himself in yeah so i can send you the link or yeah I but it's like kind of depressing been some violence also against muslims in chicago mm-hmm. yeah and in new york yeah it's scary times. Um, now, so sorry, lighter note. Uh, back to that skin tone thing. That reminded mm-hmm. me of like, you know how Eskimos have multiple words for um, for snow? Mm-hmm. Where what, So in Brazil, they have multiple yeah. names for different... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. In wow. India, they do too. Oh. Yeah. Like wheat colored, milk oh. colored, yeah. mm-hmm. corn colored. And then it's associated with class as well? Uh, I think in the Hindu um, religion, it's associated with class i think wow. i think because i'm not hindu so yeah. i don't know that's mess that's crazy i mean mm-hmm. um it sucks it's like it seems like if you're darker it's like the, the it's stacked things are stacked against you i mean yeah. it's it's uh sucks yeah. uh, well is that it i i wonder if, is that just for women no it's for men too yeah i've yeah. always associated that with beauty for some reason maybe mm. that's just um my Indian or British colonization training. Yeah. It might be. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely true for beauty standards, but I yeah. think it also applies to... Because I've never thought about color. it for men. Yeah. You know? I think for men, it's... Um, I'm a little bit on the darker side as Asian. I I myself haven't felt too much discrimination, I would say. 
because of that. But like, well, sometimes people say, hey, are you Filipino or something? Or like sometimes I'll get like, are you Thai? Or, which is fine. Um, but I think in maybe in Taiwan or something, if... Are you so, Taiwanese? Uh, my parents are from Taiwan, right. yeah. So if you are... Thai or Filipino in Taiwan, you're seen as like a lower class citizen right. because a lot of Thai and Filipino people go to Taiwan to work as um, laborers, laborers mm -hmm. uh, nurse, like uh, mm -hmm. caretakers, lower, lower um, their income job, their service uh, people. So, um, but once they see that I speak really Americanized Chinese or like they're like, oh, you're ABC or whatever. Then they start like, right. they'll be because like, oh, hey, you're you know cool what? or whatever. The darker skin is associated with being outside. That's why. Which is messed up. I mean. No, because you're laboring. Yeah. But there are, I mean, and the thing is, okay, there are dark Taiwanese. There are dark Indians or dark Brazilians. I mean, but just because of skin color, you're already like put in a class. That's like, I mean, that's fucked up. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's fucked up. I mean, yeah. it's another thing that you have to work against as a person every day. Right. Like another assumption that's made about you. Right. But one thing I, that's when I was living in Taiwan, like, which is kind of cool because I'm not too dark. So I'll, I can still pass as Taiwanese. It's like, yeah, sometimes I'll get like these opportunities or something. Like I did acting a little bit in Taiwan. And I also did some odd jobs like in I performed like at a kid's uh, story house and they would give me like, hey, why don't you try doing this? I'm like, great. I mean, I didn't ask for it, but that's awesome. And I was like, wow, they're giving me all these more responsibilities. Um, is this what it feels like to be white in America? You know, like <laughs> I started. They I, trusted you. They, I was like. That's what it was. They trusted him. <laughs> and like, oh my God, that's what it was. You think so? Yeah. They felt comfortable around you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did oh your mind just get blown or something? Oh my God, or? yes, because that's what it is. Because here, we have to like, shuck and jive. You have to really check hard. Like, I'm really American. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. You can trust me. You can trust me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I won't, you know, like, Hi, yeah. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Like, like in order for people to trust us with responsibility. Right, yeah. You know, like we literally have to like, you know, be there every single day. Like right. that's exactly what it is. We like, have to play into the model minority. Not, only, not, <laughs> not only just model minority, it's like we have to like be perfect. Which like, is... Literally like be so... Like, no wonder, like, no yeah. wonder, like, why not just be a doctor? <laughs> you know what I, I mean, seriously, seriously I'd rather yeah. just be a surgeon. It's easier. It's tough. You know, uh, Dan, did you want to add to that? Well, I, um, oh, my, my wife's taken some classes, some acting classes some act in LA. And I, I think she was given a hard time by the acting teacher one time because my wife, was doing a role, and I don't think she felt really connected with it, and it kind of came across. And there were, we were watching Scandal at the time, a terrible show, by the way. There was a great line that came out of it. As a minority person, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. My mom told me that. Actually, my third grade teacher told me that in front of my mom. Wow. Mr. Bastion. <gasps> 
that's an inappropriate thing to say. No, I don't. But it's that true. you know, a lot of a lot of everyone who's ever said that's inappropriate is white, and everybody who's of color, <laughs> everybody who's of color has been like that's the best. That teacher loved you. Wow. Yeah, that. I would say that, that that teacher is like doesn't hold back. I mean, straight shooter. I mean, yeah, yeah. that teacher loved you. That's like, I don't know if love, but yeah. No, but like, yeah, yeah. He cared that enough. To, that's kind of crazy. Wait, so she just so Laura just proved the rule. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> every white person has always been like, "That's so mean," wow. because they because they don't understand. But yeah. every like black person, like black woman's like. That man loved you. <laughs> You're so lucky. Mr. Bastian is is uh, white or is he? He uh, was white man. White man, and he knew. Okay. Yeah. He's we woke. Parent teacher conference. My mom was here. Oh wow, that's a deep conversation for a PTA yeah. meeting. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so it was like. And my mom was sitting there, and I was sitting there. Was know? it like a pep talk? Like, oh, you're like. It was I'm like just... she's a very bright kid. Okay. And she's really it wasn't smart. like to please me, you will have to work. No, no, it was like okay. she's really smart. She's really okay. bright. And, you know, she's going to go really far, but, you know, she's, you know, mm-hmm. she's going to meet her potential, you know, like she, she's got to work twice as hard, yeah. you know, because she's, I could see her getting really frustrated if she thinks mm-hmm. that she's going to just be able to do what everybody else does and get yeah. the same. And that's, that's been true in your life? I don't know. I mean, well, you, you've already, I mean, it. I think, I think, uh, what's been, you know, I got in trouble more for doing the same things that other people did. Like, I've noticed that, like, I would try to act like how other girls acted, yeah. and I would get yelled at. Huh. Like, I wasn't allowed to get away with the same things that other... Like, I feel like people were harder on me. Let's do... Let's... Okay. Do you get what I mean? Um, but okay, give then me, again, give... I grew up in Wheaton, Illinois. True. Okay. You know, uh, so that it was a little bit different. Example. You know what I mean? So, example, so, maybe you wanted to get in front of the line or something, or, like get the lunch or you wanted to uh play later on recess or what we what we talk about small transgressions like that or um no i mean i think it was just maybe the combination of like strict asian upbringing okay and then like maybe like you know and then i would see like kelly like you know, Kelly, acting yeah. <laughs> crazy and then I'd be like oh I can act crazy too and yeah. then the, and like I couldn't get away with like what Kelly would get away with so I'd get yelled at do you know what I mean I know what you mean like so it would be like and I you know I can't explain it properly I had a curfew like I couldn't stay out past a certain time I was like some of my friends could I'm like what? no not from yeah. my parents but yeah. like from the rest of the white world oh that's what I mean not the white world. I'm. Oh my god! I'm. Like, this podcast is making me sound like I'm horrible. No, you're no, fine. Do you know what I'm saying? Speak no. truth to power. Like I just learned that like I couldn't get away with what other white kids were doing. Yes, mm-hmm. I well, had to. Yeah. I want to chime mean? in on this one because Chappelle actually did a stand-up where he did that, where he talked about this. He oh was, yeah. Yeah, he was smoking weed with a, a white guy in a car, and they get pulled over. And then Chappelle's like, we got to run. And the guy right. goes, no, 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 I got this. And then uh-huh. cop pulls him over. He goes, hi, officer, how can I help you? And he goes, oh, I just want to check and see if everything is okay. Yep, totally fine. And then yes, they get let go, scot-free. Something like right. that effect. Yes. Right, That's right. what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Like I had, like if I dressed like all the white girls would dress, I would have been like, I would have been like a dirty Puerto Rican girl oh. with like three kids. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how I would have been seen and perceived. Like I had to 
um, dress extra well. Right. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I I, that, do you see, like, it was just a very different, mm. I, you know? I've sometimes, I've played, I've played the Asian thing too. It seems that, like, Asian guys are non-threatening to people or something like that. I, I've noticed that. So, um, yeah, like, one of my, my good friends, he's Asian, he can go through, you know, airport security pretty well because, you know, he's got, he's, he's like a... No, he's not from Korea, you know, not from Korea or any of those hot spots. He's Amer Asian American and he seems to go through airport security fine unless you're, you know, maybe South Asian where you're like darker skin or you're Indian, then you might get more, tr you know, more trouble at airport yeah. security, I think. Um, because I th there is in America this sort of uh, the Asian, who's that? There's this one. We're just scarier people. If we don't try to be friendlier, right? But there was that one um, comic. I want to try. Maybe I think you know who, who I'm talking about, uh, Laura. But there's that one uh, white comic. She's like, "Oh, there's some guy walking behind me. Oh, is he trying to rape me? Is he gonna try and rape me?" And she looks, "Oh, it's an Asian guy. I'm fine." And people were like, "What? Like that's um." Uh, that's I don't weird. know who that is, but yeah, there's yeah. um. That's, I don't know, that's interesting. I, I, because Asian guys can be dangerous too, like real talk. I mean, yeah. <laughs> any, any, any guy can be, anyone can be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Women and, should be afraid of all men. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Mm. That's fine. Not really. Uh, that's, this is, you know, if you get take, have one takeaway from this podcast, everyone, is <laughs> men, you know, be careful with men. And, well, you know, there was that, um, that Asian lady teacher, she got um, she got arrested for having sex with a middle school student, mm -hmm. a male middle school student. I've heard of white teachers do the same thing though. Right. That's not an Asian phenomenon. No, it's not an Asian <laughs> thing. But uh, <laughs> but she was extorted for twenty eight thousand dollars. Did you hear about that? By whom? No, by the student. The student. Holy shit. Yeah. How old was the student? The student was fifteen. What? Yeah. And the hold on. How did that tell, us, tell the story. So she basically, um, uh, I guess they got each other. They, they chatted one time after school. They got each other's numbers, and uh, they had sex in the park. Oh right? God! And then from there, the student used that as blackmail against her, saying, "Hey, I'm going to report that you had sex with me, unless you know you pay me certain amounts." Like drop, you know, you know, increments, yeah. and over the course, I think it was like a a, a couple months or so, she paid over. She paid about twenty eight thousand wow. dollars, and she had to take shit. she had to take cash uh, advances, mm -hmm. and that, and they were still having sex during this time too, oh, my which is weird. Yeah, so um, I'll send you all the article, but that's just ridiculous. And I'm I'm just thinking like, damn, this boy, <laughs> this guy is like. This guy's an asshole, but at the same but time, also she shouldn't. She have shouldn't have had sex with, with him. Fifteen-year-old boy. Right. I mean. That's that's really the bottom line. That's right? true. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. When I was at fifteen, I would have had. <laughs> no, okay. I'm gonna stop talking because that's. <laughs> no, whether you would have or not, like. Yeah, yeah. Whether you didn't, you did, you couldn't legally consent. To I couldn't have sex with. Them. That's true. I I, I did. I did have sexual contact with someone that was a year older than me, who was sixteen. That's, Which is that's, that's fine. fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Okay. Yeah. 
Th- Thank you, Laura. For- yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 and 16, that's fine. That's totally fine. Okay. How do you have the smarts to do that? I mean, that's just crazy. He probably watches a lot of like oh. movies or something. <laughs> um, um, okay. So well, shifting. Why yeah, go ahead. continuing to like have sex with him? Mm-hmm. She's basically Extortion paid. Is hot. This guy became a gigolo. He's a $28,000 gigolo. Yeah, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, anyways, let's switch. Yeah, okay. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll hit up maybe another topic, and then I think we can call it a night. Um, let's see. We, we're past the hour. Um, okay, so you, you transitioned here from New York. Yes. Um, one thing we also talk about, and let me know if it gets too personal or not, but were you seeing anyone in New York at the time? or? Um, uh- I was kind of seeing somebody, um, <clears throat> and then, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then the transition to here, LA. I mean, that must be tough. Then, like, are you dating around here then too, or not? Not so much. Or you're just mm-hmm. focusing on your career. I'm just focusing on my career. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I always wonder about that with like people in our field, like mm-hmm. entertainment field. Um, I think for writers, I think we have it a little bit easier because we're more like. Mm-hmm in one spot whereas actors and, and directors they have to go on to set or they have to and they have to they're basically in a bubble for like whatever time that production is mm-hmm. um and they don't have a nine to five whereas writers if they really push for it they could have a nine to five sort of um yeah you have yeah. to be super organized yeah so i just always wonder about that because talking to my, i was talking to one of my production friends she works in taiwan and it's like it's tough like for um people who work in production to have like relationships i guess yeah yeah i mean has that been your experience or you've made it work here and there i mean like if i find i mean i've made it work when i wanted to i think like right now in my life um i kind of don't want to make it work okay you know i kind of just want to focus on you know um kind of what i'm doing right now Hmm. you know what about you for me Laura knows this. I'm. I've been dating here and there, like on co- like on the online dating sites. I've been told I should do that. Yeah, I've tried it out, and it's 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 an interesting phase in my life where I'm casually dating, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's kind of like after like the fiftieth date or whatever. Whoa. Yeah, I've been on like fifty plus dates since I've come to LA, and <laughs> it's kind of like it's like once a week. Yeah, or a couple of times a week or something. Yeah, and it's like, because, like, uh, you know, she looks attractive. She likes me. I like her back. We'll meet up, see what happens. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. No, I don't drink coffee, but, like, tea or something, yeah. (laughs) And um, see what happens. And I think what it is... Tell me. It might be, like, because I come at it with such a broad, like, I see where it goes kind of mentality, which is great. It's no pressure. So you're, like, in the future? No, I just, like, see what happens. Like, okay, I'm not looking for anything really serious. Okay. He's not making any prejudgments. I'm not making any pre... He's, oh, like, so you're he's like taking it. Yeah. I like how Laura's, like, Laura's speaking for me. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard uh, a lot about No, she's heard a lot about this. <laughs> and, um, but I think because of that, because of that lack of intention, maybe it's not turning into anything. That's yeah, probably why. Yeah, because it's, like, yeah, because... Yeah, she's not gonna, yeah, like, as a female, I'm telling you, like, I'm not gonna, you know, go put intention 
with the guy who's not putting intention. Right, right. Right? Because um, I wonder, but like... Right? Right, Dan? Dan, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't also, know. I don't yeah, know from I mean, a female you, perspective, though. So. If you're not feeling anything, though, and it doesn't sound like you've really felt strong. So basically, you don't pursue her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's a... Okay, it's like... It's like, okay, so there's always the first initial date. Okay, there's something. So then from there, I get a feeling like, okay, do I want to pursue it relationship-wise or physically-wise, I guess, right? They should be one and the same. Yeah, but then... Wait, um, relationship-wise or physically-wise? Or like, or, or, or like, or like, 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 fork in the road. Or like, no, 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 I mean, or, okay, you're right. I'm, okay, sorry, I'm being being a misogynist here, sorry. Um... Okay, I, I see where it goes. Like, okay, I kind of like her. I kind of see where it goes. Either it's more like, see what, yeah. See, that, that's the thing. It always fun and casual versus serious relationship. Yeah, or I think it should always be like fun and casual for the first few days, sure, right? Sure. Then it yeah, get, you get it a light. feel. Yeah. Keep it light, and then see where uh, if there's no any feeling. No crying, drunk on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And <laughs> and I think. To be honest, maybe why things haven't, I, there hasn't been traction is maybe it's because I secretly don't want the commitment maybe mm. right now. Maybe. But I do like the attention though. Or I do yeah. like to be interacting with her with some sexual tension. That's that's cool. Mm. You know, I mean, that makes me feel like, okay, this might turn into something. Maybe she doesn't want the commitment. That's true. So I wonder if maybe, should I be really bold and say, hey, are you look, you know, but the thing is, like, if you do that, that's kind of scary, too. That's a lot of pressure, right? On Why her don't you end. just put that on your match.com profile? It's just like not looking for commitment. Yeah. Interesting. But. Worth a shot. Might as well. Dan, try. you agree with that? I don't know, because then that'll turn away, like, a whole section of women that yeah, may. But then you're being honest. Okay. Which I respect. Okay. I respect honesty. Honesty. On a, on a profile. Is yeah, it, you might attract yeah. a whole new caliber of woman who might be like, I'm going to be the one that's going to tame him. him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? All right, maybe. We'll try it. I'll, I'll experiment with that. Uh, maybe. Okay, thank you for the advice, ladies. <laughs> what about you? Are you dating Yeah, him? what's up with you? Oh, no. Because you, our friends, our mutual classmates, they were trying to get you on online dating and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I have a Tinder and I just got a um, Bumble. Yeah. But I keep um, not responding to messages. Nah, so that's you're on like me. So that's on me. God, I'm the same way. It's a lot. Yeah. It's effort, though. I mean. Yeah, and like I, I am busy. I have an aversion too. Yeah, it's it's a lot of effort, and like when I when I respond to messages it, it like usually goes on for like five exchanges and then it just like fizzles out we're not asking each other questions anymore i don't want to i don't really feel the need to mm-hmm. we don't even talk song. anymore you know in that song right you know it's right. like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so. dan you're so lucky you're you're totally out of the game now you can tie <laughs> things you, uh, is, is no more kids for you or or you're thinking about or you're not no. sure two is enough i mean when you think really about, the world is not made for like more than four people. Mm. Really? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Your kids lot. are really cute though. I mean, like if you have another kid, that kid's going to be pretty cute too, I think. Uh, you know what? You're playing the odds at that point, right? <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> you got two good ones. 
<laughs> if you get the third one, the third one might be Igor or whatever. Like well, ouch, ouch. I mean, like, have you? Do you want a daughter or like it's okay? It's fine. It's fine. I mean, think about it. There's like enough people in the world. I just need to like <laughs> replace yeah. me and my wife, and that's it. Yeah, that was what my grandparents said when, like, my uh, my dad's parents had two children because they thought of it as as if they were replacing themselves, and but oh. they didn't want to. They were like into zero population growth. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I've never thought of it that way. We're, I was yeah. thought about like we gotta Having, take over the like, world. Seven kids. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, if anything, do, it, do what you want. Do what you want. Yeah. If anything. If I had enough money, I'd, I'd probably adopt. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. It is. Well, it's expensive just to have kids. So oh, for sure, yeah. Then you have I mean, to adopt. Yeah, go ahead, Dan, sorry. You know, the adopt, adoption process is pretty expensive, too. So. Mm. I feel like I wouldn't want to date anyone unless I felt like, yeah, this is the one. <sighs> really? But like, you wouldn't want to. Yeah, wouldn't you want to date casually first or. I feel like I've dated casually before. It was a waste of time. I just, yeah, like, I just feel like I'm, I don't want to do the searching thing. I yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, like, the effort I've put into dating, I probably could have learned a new language or like, <laughs> I could have got, like, a, I've put, I've probably pumped out another I'm, script. Yeah, you know? I'm just, like, so sick of, like, um, talking to people about them. Like, I know that sounds so yeah. selfish. <laughs> that sounds so selfish. You want to talk about Freya. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about me. But it's just like uh, having conversations with people about um, things that just are not, like, useful. I know what you mean. It's mm. like it's like you were, um, it's like the first appointment you have with your a new therapist where, like, you're just, like, rehashing stuff that you've told a thousand people yeah. a thousand times. I don't want to like be anyone's mom. Yeah. I don't want to be anyone's like, I don't want to be judged by anyone. Yeah. I don't want to have to prove myself to anyone. Yeah. I don't want to like, like, I just want to be like creative with somebody. Mm. Like, I just want to like have fun. Yeah. Like life is hard enough as it is. For sure. Like if we could like be like in like the solution about things, you know in what I mean? In the solution, interesting. Yeah. yeah, like in the solution, like if we can add and be better together, then cool. And if not, then like, peace. Like Don't waste my time. No man. drama. Like I just can't, no, I have like no tolerance level. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I'm, so I'm gonna switch, I'm gonna switch gears. Here. Oh, look, Dan, do you have anything to add to that topic? No. Okay. <laughs> Dan is married with two. He's he's got he's got enough he's on done. his plate. He's like I'm super it. no drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah I can tie it up. Um, like, I'm a dad. I'm all about no drama. So um, one thing I want to ask since since we have you on um, and we, we're we're writers here. I, I like as as an actor, is there something you look for from a writer or like for what's on the page? I, I think there's probably multitude of things you're looking for but mm. is there something that really sticks out to you as an actor when you're reading a script for the first time like oh you know what i really like th I, this this script speaks to me i mean what are, what are those I like things? characters that have rhythm in their speech okay like if i read a character and um when i start memorizing the lines and i automatically start feeling the rhythm of their speech ah. that gives me a lot of information 
Okay. Maybe vernacular, possibly? Uh, or like, now when you say rhythm, it's not necessarily like they have an accent or something, but more yeah. of like how they're speaking or the words they use. Yeah, the words they use. Like, um, I guess the, the best way I can explain it is like, um, like when I start working the lines and start memorizing, like, um, it's like all of a sudden I just start knowing how they walk, how they look, mm. how they talk, how they move. Like, it's just like, um, it's just, I, and it, it's like a flow that it's a bounce that happens between the two. Um, it's a dance, I guess, between the with two words or with, with yeah, the, okay. between the two characters back and forth, you know, mm. but usually it's like, um, uh, you know, like good writing is like, I find easier to memorize sometimes like when I have a, when it's, um, hard writing, when it's hard for me to memorize, mm. um, I have, I notice I have to do a lot more. Um, I have to move a lot more to memorize it. I'm just sharing, mm. I guess my technique. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. I yeah. Experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm noticing about myself. Yeah. Um, when I work, but it's, um, what I like from a writer is, um, uh, when they, I guess, let me explore, but I like it. Like if they're there, like when, if they're working with me, like mm. if they're participating and like, we're like, if, if they're giving me feedback, if like, they're not so hands off, um, I appreciate their feedback, you know, the other actor or no, the, the writer, the writer. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I don't mind it at all. And I'm totally like, I look at is. I look at it like I'm working for the writer. Oh, not the director per se, or? Mm, I look at it as like the director and I are working for the writer. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. More like a playwriting sort of, oh, more like a, that's kind of like the theater mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my background. It's also like in TV, the writer is king. Like directors are hired hands, so that that makes sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. because you, it comes from the writer, yeah. you know, um, that's the story. That's so I have, so when I read a script, I think about, because I think about all the characters exist in the writer's head. Yeah. So they have to fit together. So if I'm this guy, then I have to be able to see him as like all the characters see him. Mm. So that's the only way he is a 3d person. Yeah. So, so sorry you guys are missing this, but she's doing like sign language, like her own sign, which is which is really helpful for me. I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah. but it helps. So for me as an actor, it helps the more pages I get, like not just the stuff that I'm saying. Yeah. But if you give me the script, that's so super helpful. Mm, the whole script, so yeah. you can see the arc of the character, maybe. No, or... all the characters. All the characters. The okay. context. In yeah, which that because one um, people don't exist in a vacuum. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, person is shaped by how everybody views everybody not just him now what i'm curious now do you for the actions or like sometimes they have the parentheticals like do you care about those do those give you because i know um sometimes uh like for example let's say the advantageous script maybe jen and or jacqueline wrote something that has a specific action or feeling in the, mm-hmm. the action description paragraph now, do you take that or do you kind of like, let me do my own thing first and then maybe I'll look or like, because I know I some. I usually you know, do. Yeah. But like in that film, for example, yeah. um, it seemed like 
they were a lot more flexible. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, like they, like, cause we were rewriting stuff even very close to the end. That's true. Yeah. You know? So I try to, um, go where, whatever work environment I'm in, I try to be flexible to whatever they're going with. Hmm. I see what you mean. So kind of taking that, but then being flexible, like, oh, we can tweak it this way or that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, whoever I'm working for, like, I try to go with what they're going with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. Because, like, that's their project, right? That's, that's, yeah, and that's, you know? that's their process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more fun that way, mm. you know? Um, but I try, for me, my comfort level is to work with the script because it's like a map and then I build from that. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything yeah. else? That's really interesting to hear. Yeah? yeah? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. I think uh, we can we can break it down to uh, language corner. Yay. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Dan, did you want, you have anything lined up for your, so Dan speaks Japanese. Um, no. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything, uh, any language? I, ha I have one. You want me to go first? Uh, I, either way. Words and then we say... What's up? So yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. Okay, so the word today is shimatta. Shimatta Shima. means we're screwed or like <laughs> we're, it's not going to work or it's not going to happen. It's like, oh no. It's kind of like an oh, oh shit kind of thing. Shimatta. Mm -hmm. It's not going to Shimatta. Happen. Oh, cool. And... So you would use that like, um, oh crap! I f oh like shimatta. I forgot to buy my friend a gift or something like that. Uh, you can use it in that context, but it's more like um, I was gonna do something, and it's like, oh no, it's not gonna happen. It's like shimatta. Oh, it's like oh, oh we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. What's the one I have? Cool, shimatta. Um, let's see. I'll do Mandarin today. Um, I have a a little. Uh, a uh, an idiom, it's called uh, Tang Lang Bu Chan, Huang Chue Zai Ho. So Tang Lang, uh, Tang Lang right, is uh, a mantis. Bu uh, Chan, Bu is like to catch, and then Chan is like a cicada, like those bugs, the cicada. And then Huang Chue is like an oriole, like a, a bird. Zai Ho is behind him, okay? So, Tang Lang Bu Chan, Huang Chue Zai Ho. Basically, it's saying that this mantis is so focused on this um, cicada, right? That he doesn't know, oh crap, there's a bird behind him. So, basically, it's saying that if you're too focused on maybe like the immediate gain or goal that's in front of you, sometimes you'll forget of the threats that are around you or you're, 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 you become unaware of there's something behind you or what's gonna attack you Ooh. because you're so focused on what's directly in front of you. You know, sometimes you forget, oh, you have to be aware of your surroundings or whatever. And that could be, you know, in, in real life situation, like in maybe a fight or something like that. Or it could be like, um, you know, in when you're pursuing something, sometimes you forget, oh, you know, I should spend more time with family or, or I mean, or, or 
oh, you know what? I, I'm not taking care of my health or Thanks, something like that. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm playing. I'm playing Dan right here. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I. That's my language corner. Um, Where did you find the quote to say? I, I wrote. I, I prepped. I actually prepped. Oh my. Yeah. So I, I wrote it down here. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> So literally it means Tang Lang Butan, mantis catches the cicada, Huang Chue Zai Ho. The Oriole is behind it. Um, is be, is it behind the mantis, yeah. So okay, uh, do you have a Portuguese term you oh want to share? God. Yeah. I, I'm very unprepared. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go with my uh, my my Brazilian grandma's favorite word phrase, which sure. is puta merda, which means like whore shit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what she calls the um you know when you're in the backseat of car and there's like the thing that you hang on to yeah she calls that the puta merda because she like when she feels like the driver isn't driving very well she holds on to it um yeah that's it <laughs> puta merda so puta merda puta merda 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 okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. that means shit Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, similar to mert, or I guess yeah, the French term. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. So you would say, so that's kind of like dance thing a little bit, right? Like, sh- yeah, yeah. Sh- like, okay. But le- less poetic. Yeah. Less- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you have a word you want or come back to you? Or? I don't know what I should say. What languages do um, you speak? I know, a little bit of Urdu. I know Urdu. Okay. But I'm like wondering, I'm like. I mean, that's know, mine. I mean, it's like. I wish that I had had white, a week male, to Asian, female. Oh, so no, that's the like topics that we oh, talked okay. about last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Would there is there a word? Um, let me see. Mm. Is there a phrase that maybe your your mom or your dad used with you often, like when you did something bad or anything like that? Oh my god. <laughs> um, what did my mom say? <laughs> you know what? She used to call me Bandaria. Bandaria. Yeah, it means monkey girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Oh, thanks. But yeah, she would always be like Bandaria. You know. Oh, what what um, language is that? Urdu. That's Urdu. Okay. Yeah. So it was cute, That's but cute. it was also like yeah. insulting. <laughs> yeah, my my Brazilian grandma used to call me salsichinha, which is little sausage, <laughs> which is way more insulting than little monkey. A little sausage. Yeah. Wait, what's what's so bad about that? I mean, like, cause I was like a chubby, like toddler, oh. like a little sausage. Oh. That's funny. May, may I share? So you know what we call um, Laura in our class sometimes? Oh my God. We call her burrito. What? Why? Because not because of my appearance. Okay, basically she brought a burrito, one burrito to class in not our first a year. For everybody? No, just no, for herself. For myself. And because of that, the teacher's like, "Wait, wait, I'm gonna call you burrito from now on because you brought a burrito to the class." And it, now a year later, we're still using yeah. that term. I I don't oh. use it that much. The the other classmates do. Ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I call Laura Laura. Yeah. And I I enjoy that. Yeah. It's a nice change from the rest of them. Okay. Well, I'm going to call you a little sausage from now on, though. Or... Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, great. I think 
we covered a lot of topics again. I think uh, if if we we should probably meet up again because there's a lot more stuff to cover. Like we can yeah, cover. I mean, definitely. we just touched the iceberg or whatever. And thank you, Laura, again for yeah, coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I think we learned some more about your your Brazilian mm-hmm. culture and your your white um, your privilege. My so white, yeah. My white. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it was the scholarship really exposed in that one moment where you I I. I am humbled. Your okay. latte yeah. scholarship. Your yeah. latte scholarship. And, and it's a very milky latte. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good because now we we have yeah this is the first time I think we've had uh, two 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 male two female so it's good mm. it's good representation um, and then after that we need a non-binary person I guess or not. What does yeah, that mean? Or non-cis. Um, person. Oh, I can arrange for that. Oh, really? (laughs) What does that mean? Um, Laura, do you want to explain? Sure, sure. So like, um, so you know, do you know what transgender means? Yes. So, so a cisgender person is somebody who identifies with the gender that they, um, were assigned at birth. Okay. So like I'm cisgender because I'm, was assigned female at birth and I identify as female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that like everyone in this conversation is Yeah, I was cis. born a male, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's basically just like a way of um, denormalizing the idea of, of not being trans because when you use the word trans and you, you don't have a word that like identifies the opposite of trans, it kind of like calls out being transgender as something that is unnatural or you know other oh so it's yeah so it's kind of like how um a lot of times people identify non-white races but no but don't call out whiteness you know it's it that's kind of how i think about it oh so like how could you call out whiteness so like um by by like in, in a script putting not assuming that the reader will um a lot of time i i think that when we write we assume that if we don't put a race that person is white have you got this have yeah. you seen this like in the script yeah so like oh, i i tried to like what do you mean like i'll read a script yeah. right and then the person so like i was reading a script one time and um and you the, assumed it was white well i i didn't assume and then later in the script the person said i stared into his blue eyes yeah. or whatever i'm like oh wait so he's white yeah because it was just like one name like duncan mm-hmm. or something yeah. or like you're right and that could be like guess what i or dave or daniel mm-hmm. like i know I, daniel's asian like our dan here but guess what this daniel in the script was assumed as white because it's the default of our culture it's like the right. dominant um, narrative the Dominic most characters are white so that's the assumed oh man thing. British yeah. India has completely confused me <laughs> so that's just but the, I think Laura's making the correlative cor- correlative towards um, yeah. t- to, to being like heterosexual or, yeah. or yeah, to be like, male or yeah, female yeah. gender yeah. so like not, not assuming um, heterosexuality or not assuming um, cis- being cisgender yeah mm. yeah Interesting. I, I, yeah. I, I want to talk to you again about this, um, but we'll have to call. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna, we're at, we'll have to call it a night. Um, so I guess we'll we'll each go say our farewell. So this is Young, uh, aka James, signing off. This is Yin, aka Dan, signing off. This is Adams, aka Freya, signing off. Ah, yay.
This is um, Salsichinia, a.k.a. Laura, signing off. <laughs> awesome. I think we uh, here's a good one. A little bit longer, but I think it's good content, and uh, we'll catch you all on the next one. So thanks thanks again for the biggest podcast so far. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm going to end the recording. Okay. I learned so much. Yeah.